Annie Jump Cannon entered the world at the height of the Civil War on December 11, 1863. She was the eldest daughter of state senator and shipbuilder Wilson Cannon. Wilson and his second wife, Mary Jump, had Annie and two sons, Wilson Lee Cannon Jr. and Robert Barrett Cannon. At an early age, Mary taught Annie the constellations, how to identify them, and the stories behind them. Annie and her mother would go through a trap door in the attic to the roof of their large 19-room home. This fueled Annie's interest in astronomy. Annie contemplated the equivalent of a high school education at Wilmington Conference Academy in 1880. The school was just a few blocks from her home in Dover, Delaware. With her mother's encouragement, Cannon attended Wellesley College, one of the few colleges at the time that opened its doors to women, where she studied astronomy and physics. At Wellesley, Annie became ill and suffered a partial loss of hearing. Cannon acquired the ability to read lips, which enabled her to comprehend the lectures. Her loss of hearing progressed as years went by. As an uncoincidence or as a hereditary disposition, Annie's brother lost his hearing due to cold while he was studying at Yale University. Cannon studied under Sarah Frances Whiting, one of only a handful of women physicists in the United States at the time. Sarah Whiting had developed the physics and astronomy program under the guidance of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology physics professor Edward C. Pickering. Edward Pickering would play a very important role in Miss Cannon's life in the years to come. Miss Whiting would travel to Boston several times a week to observe in Dr. Pickering's laboratory classes and take ideas for experiments and demonstrations back to Wellesley. Wellesley College had opened in 1875, and when Miss Cannon attended this school, it was just developing as an institution of higher education. Whiting decided to introduce an astronomy course at Wellesley. Her desire was to have a telescope and observatory. Unfortunately, until the turn of the century, she taught with little laboratory equipment but an abundance of enthusiasm. In 1882, she gathered Annie and the other students on the steps of the college hall to see a spectacular comet. The Great Comet of 1882 was an exceptionally bright comet, so much so that it was visible during daylight hours. The students had observed a transit of the planet Venus across the face of the sun. Annie graduated as valedictorian from Wellesley College in 1884 with her degree in physics. The opportunities for women were minimal at best in 1884. This led to Cannon dabbling in photography, music, and traveling after she graduated. Her hearing loss made socializing difficult. The career fields of interest for Cannon were limited, as physics and astronomy were very much men's fields. After she returned home, Annie created a booklet of photos and prose from her trip to Spain and Italy. It was published by the Blair Company and was used as a souvenir for the Chicago World's Fair in 1893. It was titled, In the Footsteps of Columbus. While at home in Delaware, Annie became unhappy with the direction her life was taking and wrote the following in her journal. I am sometimes very dissatisfied with my life here. I do want to accomplish something so badly. There are many things that I could do if I only had the money. And when I think that I might be teaching and making money and still all the time improving myself, it makes me feel unhappy as if I were not doing all that I can. In 1893, Annie's mother died suddenly. Annie and her mother were close, and this was a terrible blow to her. The loss of her mother inspired Annie to no longer wait around for opportunities to present themselves. She wrote to her former Wellesley professors, asking about job openings. She was hired as a junior physics teacher, which allowed her in that same year to take graduate-level astronomy courses. These courses made her proficient in spectroscopy, the process by which spectral colors of the stars is recorded. 
and photography. In 1895, she enrolled at Radcliffe College as a special student, so she could study under Edward C. Pickering, director of the Harvard College Observatory. Pickering had left the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in 1876 to become the director of Harvard College Observatory. Harvard professors worked in conjunction with Radcliffe College and would often repeat their lectures for the women at Radcliffe who were studying astronomy. Enrolling at Radcliffe also gave Cannon access to better equipment than she had at Wellesley. In the 1890s, when Cannon returned to Wellesley for graduate work in physics, she worked with Whiting in some of the first experiments in X-rays performed in America. The X-rays were discovered in 1895, and research was just beginning on understanding this new form of electromagnetic radiation. In 1907, she completed her M.A. from Wellesley, graduating causa honoris.